Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. I'm your host, Melissa, and in this episode, we're going to talk a lot about personal development and doing it for the right reasons. So there's this incredible quote from the book, White Hot Truth by Danielle Rapporte. I may have butchered her last name, but something along those lines. Anyways, this actually really inspired me to create this whole episode. And I want to dig into this because it's something that is really personal for myself and actually also came up in conversation with a good friend of mine recently. So the quote is, underneath so much of our self-helping can be a lot of self-loathing. We create new obsessions to replace our old addictions. We're stuck in a self-help groundhog day. I'm not good enough yet, but I'll get better. So when I read this quote, I just about fell out of bed because I was reading in bed. (laughs) Uh, But this one really struck me because it's no, I mean, it's no mystery that all the self-help and personal development books are primarily purchased by women. Women are more likely to pick up a self-help book for a multitude of reasons, and a couple of them that are fairly well-known. First uh, is actually something written by B.J. Gallinger, a Los Angeles author who does gender studies. And basically, this person explained that part of the phenomenon lies in self-esteem issues. When a woman has a problem, she immediately blames herself. And publishers, as well as advertisers, know this. That's why you'll notice that all the titles are subtly or not so subtly casting blame while offering a solution. Men, on the other hand, if they can even admit they have a personal problem, don't tend to look for others or to outside solutions. So a man thinks he should be able to solve a problem on his own, more or less, is what Gallagher says. And that's a big part of the reason why there are so many self-help books directed at women. Second is that women are used to doing emotional labor, and this is just another form of it, right? We're used to picking up the slack, and so when there's problems, whether they're relationship or even with ourselves, we always just assume that we should be the ones doing the work. The third reason is that women are taught that we are born imperfect. Truly, we are. Our overculture states this, advertisements, everything is telling us that We are not perfect the way we are. They all tell us that our natural faces are ugly, we need to put makeup all over them, that we are too fat, we are too thin, we're not muscular enough, we need to dress better, we need to work hard to be better. And the problem with all of these messages and this under, like these undertones really in our culture is that ultimately we pick up those self-help books a lot of times from a place of self-loathing, just like that quote stated. I also recently read the book called Rage Becomes Her, which is a phenomenal book. And honestly, if you read one book in 2019, read Rage Becomes Her. So it discusses a lot of social cultural issues around, you know, why women are functionally treated as second class citizens. But they did mention too the whole self-help industry and echoed a lot of the things that I just shared. They discussed how disproportionately women consume self-help books, in part because we don't feel like we can get angry, so we have to fix our problems ourselves, and again, do more of that emotional labor. So with all that said as to, you know, why we're picking up these books, etc., I'm not saying 
that there's anything wrong with self-help books inherently in personal development because I'm actually probably one of the largest consumers of it. What I'm saying here is this. Self-help is only helpful if we have positive intentions. Now, when I say positive intentions, I don't just mean we are hoping to get better, right? That's not necessarily a positive intention towards ourselves. And if you haven't heard the term intention before, um, this is definitely one that's growing in popularity, but more or less, it's what is your reason, right? So why are you doing what you're doing? And setting that intention for the why changes your outcome dramatically. So what is your reason for seeking out personal development or self-help books? When you're engaging in self-help or personal development books, work, workshops, try and set an intention to do it out of love for yourself and not self-loathing. So I'll step back here a moment. Early in my self-help book discovery, if you will, I was definitely one of the women who did it from a place of self-loathing. And you know what? It felt shitty, like really shitty. I would get done with a book and feel like crap or like I had so many action items that I had to follow up on. Otherwise, I was even bigger failure than when I began. And that sucked. It wasn't fun. It's why I didn't actually read very often. This was a couple years ago now, but it was a big part of the reason that I would only pick up a book maybe, I don't know, every three to six months at the very most. And then it wouldn't even leave me feeling better than when I started. So the problem for me was really that I was turning these books into another way to punish myself. It was, again, kind of like that next addiction, that next way to say, oh, well, see, you are still not good enough. And when I made that shift personally, when I started picking up these books from a place of, you know what, I really like who I am, but I'm excited to grow, just that little shift totally changed the experience for me. I went from feeling like inadequate to feeling really good about myself. And there's a good quote, uh, a friend of mine said that we are all just light bending organisms. I love, I love this quote for so many reasons because we are, we're always growing towards the light. And if we can just remember that, you know, just like plants, we're all doing the best we can. We're just trying to bend towards the light. That's the moment when you come from a place of love. And it's a balance and admittedly not an easy one to strike to be able to both love yourself just as you are, but also have that desire to grow. And like anything else, that balance is never going to be perfect, but it's all about intention. And now you might be hearing this and thinking, that sounds pretty mutually exclusive. How can one be content and want to grow? Well, I'm here to tell you that you can. They're not mutually exclusive. You can be happy and aspirational at the same time. For me, over the past year, I've really loved to learn, or (laughs) reverse that, I've really learned to love (laughs) where I am right now. And you know what? I ended up actually picking up way more self-help books over the past year. When I made that shift, I think I've read probably over 20 self-help or personal development books just in the past year alone. And it feels good now. I feel inspired. And I can remember that I don't have to do or retain or implement every single thing that I read. I just take what suits me and I leave the rest. So next time your shame demons pop up and tell you how unworthy or crappy you are, ask yourself this, would you let someone say the things that you're saying to yourself 
your best friend, your child, your mom? And I hope the answer is hell no, (laughs) because it should be. And if that is your response to your own internal dialogue, if you were to turn it outward, then that's the moment when you need to check your inner dialogue. It's often the case that our inner dialogue is far nastier and meaner than anyone external to us. Keeping that in mind that your thoughts are just thoughts can be powerfully disarming. So before you pick up your next personal development book, set an intention to pick it up because you love yourself and you're excited for who you will become. Just that small shift can have an enormous impact. And if you still feel that it's untrue, if those words taste wrong in your mouth, put the book down. Seriously, back out of the bookstore, leave, turn off your phone, don't pick up that audiobook, don't pick up the physical book. It's not going to help because you have to come from that positive, loving place in order to actually receive what you're reading in a way that's going to be helpful and kind to yourself. And so this was a big thing for me. And this is ultimately why I got back into therapy, I guess last August, right? I had been picking up some self-help books and it was getting better, but it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be, right? It was still feeling like a chore to read these books instead of something that was actually making me feel better. And so doing the work in a therapeutic setting that's very safe environment and a great container to explore any of those kinds of thoughts is going to be your best bet. So... Yeah, if the words feel gross in your mouth saying that I love myself, that's the time you want to turn to your friends. Ask for support, ask for that affirmation, find a therapist, dig in the work, dig in and do the work in a way that will not reaffirm your self-loathing beliefs. So that's just a short little episode this week. I just wanted to share something, you know, after reading that quote in White Hot Truth that really just stuck with me. And, you know, hearing this from friends too was shocking and sad because I know that this is not an uncommon thought. So I thought it was worth making into an episode this week. And hopefully you'll be able to pick up your next self-help book with a little bit more love. All right. Until next week, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking. Check back next Tuesday at 9am for another episode of Women Rise.